0: Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we are rolling into another episode of The Candace Owens Show. How many times have you been called a white supremacist, a racist, a self-hating black. And and this is incredible because you're from Africa, right? So this is the irony of this is like the whole black liberal thing is you took us away from Africa and like, you know, and they always try to play the like we're African card, even though they've never been to Africa, have no idea what goes on in Africa, probably couldn't point out on a map. Um, But now they are all about their roots. Now you have a person, perfect, she's (laughs) born in Zimbabwe, (laughs) she lived there for 19 years, she came to this country, she worked hard. You're a racist?
1: A a racist and a white supremacist. I get that all the time. And it's just shocking. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, (laughs) What do you mean? So it's just ridiculous. I mean, what what you're seeing, I mean, you see white liberals that call me all kinds of names. I've been called all kinds of names by white liberals Mm -hmm. because they hate the fact that I don't the line of how they think a black person should think. You know, the whole narrative that America is a systematically racist country is a total contradiction to the experience that I've had living in this country.
0: Especially because the person that caused the most harm to your country is a black man. Right, exactly. A black African
1: man. A black African man. And And I escaped that situation and came to this country and was able to make something of myself. Whereas if I had stayed in my country under a black president, Mm. I never would have been who I am today.
0: Right, so it's almost like race doesn't matter. It's actually the values and the principles that people are putting into place. What a crazy... Crazy idea. Right. And you and I share something in common, so I know that this must be something else you get. Um, We are both in biracial marriages. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. Uh, So you came to this very racist country, America, fell in love with a white man. Yes. Right? (laughs) And you have biracial children. (laughs) Right. So are your children half oppressed and half privileged? That's what
1: I keep asking myself. (laughs)
0: When you look at them, are you like, is that the little oppressed person in you or the little
1: little (laughs) privileged person in you? Exactly. And that's that's the division that we're seeing in this nation is, you know, I when I came over here, uh, I never pictured myself with a white person. So initially, when my husband was pursuing me, I kind of thought it was weird. I was I had never, like, seen myself with with a white man but, uh, and I was actually surprised because in Zimbabwe, you know, we have white people in Zimbabwe, but white people and black people usually don't marry. If you see an interracial couple in Zimbabwe, it's usually a a white person from outside the country, like from Germany or Sweden or whatever. But like white Zimbabweans and black they don't ever intermarry. So you never, you know, like thinking of marrying somebody who's white, like never crosses your mind, you know. So when I came over here, I was surprised when like white guys started hitting on me. I'm like, this is weird.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Especially in a racist country right?
1: exactly <laughs> you have you
0: have a chance for upward mobility it exactly. doesn't matter where you start you can finish on top you can move and it's so unique about America and because most Americans don't travel, Right. They they don't understand. They don't understand how special it is. Yes. And that is why I think you get so many immigrants coming from Africa who are like, what is wrong with you? Like, I can can work 10 jobs and move up a a social class. I'm doing it. Right. Exactly. 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 Absolutely. We need more black Americans (laughs) to spend time with Africans. Yes. You know, spend time in Africa. I always say, if I become president, I'm going to do a trade program. So every black American is like, I hate America. You took us from America. I'm going to be like, we're going to take you right back. to your, You're right. We did that. We're wrong. And we're mm-hmm. going to bring you right back to Africa. And we're going to do a swap program. So for, the, for every person that's complaining about America, there's an African that can't wait to get to America and would you, die there for the would, opportunity. There is it would a transform line. America. Yes, it would. In <laughs> seconds.
2: It's easier to yell and scream about racism than it is to look at Black people and say, we have to change our behavior. We have to do better. Right. And we have to. We have to raise our game. Uh, you Remember when the Dream Team... Uh, uh, destroyed the whole world in the olympics and we won by 40 50 points the rest of the world didn't say let's lower the hoop uh let's uh widen the hoop for us they got better they raised their game and the rest of the world is no longer getting destroyed the way they used to we need to raise our game we need to graduate from high school we need to stop having children outside of wedlock we need to uh to uh do the right thing by the children that we bring into the world and we're not doing that that's
0: exactly right. And we're not competing. And what I think we're suffering from also is this, we have no self-confidence. We don't think we can't. Like we've been sold. And I think from a, the time that we step into school that we can't, right? Here are the reasons you can't. We are handed so many excuses before we even get out into the real world that it's, be, it's become a plague on black America.
2: One of the last times I was on CNN, I mentioned a poll that was done by CNN and Time Magazine in 1997. Um, and black teens and white teens were asked about racism. And not too surprisingly, most most of them, both black teens and white teens, felt that racism was a major problem in America. Uh, But then blacks were asked, is racism a major problem, a minor problem, or no problem in your own daily life? Eighty-nine percent, Candace, of black teens said racism was a minor problem or no problem in my own daily life. In fact, more black teens and white teens said failure to take advantage of available opportunities is a bigger problem than racism. So I mentioned that to Don Lemon last time I was on CNN. That was the last time I was on CNN. Oh, Don
0: Lemon, yeah, exactly right. He's he's Don, almost had Don, me on a Don few Lamont. times. Yeah, Don he's had me on a few times. He he picks his guests very carefully because he, he likes to believe he's the smartest person in the room. But he's I I think he's a total intellectual coward to be honest a, with he's you. He's a
2: victocrat. He's one of these well groomed, well dressed, well paid young black people that sit around and talk about how difficult it is for you to do what I've done.
0: Right, and he's and he's said some stunning things about white males, and and yet he's he's dating a white male. He's he, I think he called them all. Maybe it wasn't predators. Another word that he used, and I—it I it was yeah. just stunning to me because he's literally dating a white male. So I—I I see scared when he goes home. You know, I don't—I don't know if it's—it's it's a certain region of, mm. of where we should be afraid of white people. Um, but the entire debate has gotten insane. And, and and to me, when you see people step to the stage like Elizabeth Warren and she's offering reparations, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> it's actually like,
2: no, 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 no. She think? wants she wants to have a full throated national debate. Yeah, about reparations
0: let's do that right now let's have a full-throated national not a regional uh, national yeah. debate yeah. Yeah. about reparations yeah. which means what Stop pro- promising black people handouts every election cycle. Right. It actually drives me insane. And more insane is the fact that – I mean, and, and I think it's less and less. I have to say I think black America is finally trending in the right direction. I walk down the street. Black people come up to me and they say, you changed my mind. Or I think I might be a conservative. I'm right. like, yeah, I think we all are if, mm-hmm. if, when you get into it. But it's just so stunning and it's so insulting that every four years it's just free stuff. Mm-hmm. We're going to promise you free stuff. Right. We're not going to have a discussion with you about the issues the issues that your community are facing. We're not going to talk to you about what Larry Elder might tell you or this and that. We're just going to offer you free stuff. So take your poison. Would you like a Jay-Z concert? Would you like a Beyonce concert? Or would you like reparations? Which maybe, after we have a full-throated national conversation about it, might amount to $400 on the weekend mm-hmm. like for you to go to the club.
2: I've I've been on radio for 25 years. In 25 years, I've not been able to get Jesse Jackson on as a guest. I haven't been able to get Al Sharpton on as a guest, even though I've tried. I haven't been able to get on Louis Farrakhan as a guest, a guest, even though I've tried. I was able to get one so-called black leader on my show. His name is Kwesi Nfume. At the time, he was head of the NAACP. And I said, Mr. Nfume, as between the presence of white racism or the absence of black fathers, which poses the bigger threat to the black community, to his credit, he said, without missing a beat, the absence of black fathers. And that is the number one, number two, number three, number four, and number five problem in the black community. And a kid today uh, is less likely to be born under a roof with his mother, biological mother, and biological father than a kid during slavery. In 1965, 25% of black kids were born outside of wedlock. Now that number is almost 70%. Right. You cannot blame that on slavery. Right. Clearly... Uh, 2019 is less racist than 1965, which is less racist than 1865. That is the number one problem facing the black community. And forget about Larry Elder. Obama said a kid who does not have a father in the house is five times more likely to be poor, nine times more likely to drop out of school, 20 times more likely to end up in jail. It is far and away the number one problem. Now, how do you deal with that? How do you deal with that problem other than tell people to change their behavior, change their attitude, and behave more responsibly?
0: Right. Well, I also think that the source of all that, all, all of those statistics is really our marriage to the government. That's what happened. Mm-hmm. If you want to talk about systemic, I always say, uh, you know, is there systemic racism? Uh, yeah, there's a noose and you can hang yourself with it. If you want to go and take from the government, yeah, you, you'll find it. It's It's been systemized to make sure that you will never, ever get off of the government mm-hmm. handouts. I know that because I lived it.
2: Elevating black people now requires hard work, telling them to be responsible, telling them not to blame other people. And that's hard work. It's much easier to, to point to somebody else and say, here's here's your plight. Here's why you're you're the way you are. And that's why they don't want to do this. And that's why people like you and me are considered to be evil, because considered right. to be enemies.
3: Why are you attacking me? Because all the people that you guys are supporting, they have no connection to anything. Hmm. They may be famous. They may this. But when it comes to actual power, they don't have any. Like, I'm the conduit for you guys. I'm the ear that for them to be like, yo, look, this is what's going on in the neighborhood. This is what we need. But they'll attack me for it, thinking that I'm not helping my people. I'm like, they're like, oh, you got a whole bunch of white fans. I'm like, well, my white fans, you know what they tell me in my DM? They don't go, thank you for what you're doing for us and stuff. They go, I love what you're doing for your community. Mm -hmm. They're not saying, I love what you do for us as Americans. I mean, A lot of them do, but they they always add, I love what you're doing for your community. But they look at it as, oh, you're just doing what they what they want you to do. You want to be white. I'm like,
0: isn't that crazy though? I mean, because I, some of the stuff that people say in our community, and I'm I am convinced that we are the most racist, but somehow we've sanctioned being racist towards white people, so nobody recognizes as racism, right? So, case in point, when I post a, posted a photo, you know, of my husband, and someone wrote, I mean, the racist comments are there from black people. This must be why she's conservative. Oh, the white man. This mm-hmm. I said. Just imagine. That reversed. Imagine a white guy is married to a black woman and he posts a photo of his black wife and a bunch of white people comment under there. Oh, look, you, 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 oh, there, that's why you're betraying our race. It's unfathomable. Could you imagine if a bunch of white people commented under that after seeing a black woman marrying a white man? People would go crazy. They would say this is an example of racism, but black people do it comfortably, comfortably, you know, talking about, and I'm sitting here when you even say that, you should be ashamed of yourself for not knowing your history. Your ancestors died for that right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like wh- when, what love versus. Virginia, the Supreme Court case, when they literally got imprisoned, a black and a white person mm-hmm. for falling in love. You know what I mean? These people fought to end that sort of discrimination so that you could marry who you love, right? True equality, being able to marry who you love where their background doesn't matter. And you're ashamed of that. You, you what you're, you say you want integration, but you're fighting for more segregation. You want people to hate... Whi- I don't hate white people. I don't feel that way. And I don't
3: feel like I have to hate white people to love my people.
0: That's it. It's, it's not an either or. You can, I, I love all people if they're good... And I hate all people if they're stupid. And stupid comes in every <laughs> different color. You know what I mean? Every, every color. different color, every ethnicity. I've seen st- I've seen stupid all across the board. And I just I hate that that pressure that is applied. That this is what it means to be black. And I'm thinking I to myself, them,
3: what is the definition of that? I, I, I actually did a post about it that. Said, what is it that defines me being black? Is it because I'm doing something positive? Because if you look at it, we're only doing positive things for our community. So. In order for us to be accepted as black we have to be doing negative you have to be killing people you have to be popping drugs you have to be on some dumb stuff Mm -hmm. like that's that's not what we represent we don't come from that talk to me about the ones that didn't care about none of that Like, like like jack johnson who was the first black celebrity boxer at that time like you said they would go to jail he married a white woman
0: he did he did and he went he went to prison for it. and actually it's funny because the president is the one that you know really told me why that story he- and why he wanted to pardon him and it's it to me i think it's that Part, part of the gap that we're facing is that there's this educational gap where they actually – you have a bunch of black people who know nothing about black history. They, are, they only know black present. They only know black media and what, what people are telling them and what it means to be black. And then you have um, that culture being acquiesced by celebrities who are largely ignorant. And, you know, Le- LeBron James is number one to me. I mean, he's so talented on the court, but this is not an educated man, right? And so he takes the bait and a bunch of people follow him and they go, oh, yeah, see, LeBron's actually black. LeBron, you are hurting black America when you lie, when you don't research the fact, when you send a tweet and say we're literally being hunted absent any facts, you're not a hero in that regard. You're not being a hero. You're being an idiot, and you're spreading that idiocy very quickly throughout our community. And your
3: influence is huge. Your influence
0: is huge. You have a responsibility to either shut up or read research and know your facts, right? And if you're not gonna research know your facts, then we just need you to play basketball because you're brilliant at that, right? And mm-hmm. you should be celebrated on the court. You're an amazing talent. But when you have our people outside from behind your Bel Air multi million dollar mansion, right? Having them run outside, moving now quickly to this defund the police, it's not gonna hurt him. He's got private guards. Of course. This man has a white chef, a white guard. I said, I said this white chef, white gardener. He's got white people waiting on him hand and foot. Let me tell you, if that is racism, I want it today. Please, let me get more of that whatever LeBron mm. James's racism is I want that racism right well, definitely. right
4: The reason why they're afraid is because they know that everyone gets called racist and bigot and everything. Um, but for me, my my reaction is is on the extreme other end, where it's just I know you're going to call me that anyway, no matter what I do, so I just don't care at all I, it, it doesn't mean anything to me to be called racist or homophobe or um, sexist, and that's unfortunate. It should mean something. It, it's a it's a horrible thing to actually be. Ra- there are racist people out there. Terrible to be racist. Um, so it is. It, it's it should be a meaningful accusation.
0: It's not anymore.
4: And it's not. But the way I look at it, it's that's not my fault. The fact that I don't care that you're calling me that is not my fault. It's your fault mm-hmm. for, for 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 calling everybody that. So when you say the word racist, I don't know what you're describing. You could be describing an actual racist, but nine times out of ten. You're just talking about someone who expressed an opinion you don't like. And so I'm supposed to take that seriously now. Um, so for me, it just doesn't. It, I mean, I'm going to be me.
0: honest. Like, I think if you're going to make an argument that we live in a society where racism is rampant, then you're talking about racism towards white people. Because I am telling you, like, it, and, and I know that's going to be controversial, and someone's going to pull that clip, and I'll see it on the internet in a few weeks. But when I look at the society that we live in, and I what I do is an exercise where I replace the word black with white, right? Or, you know, white with black. So I'll be reading an article on Buzzfeed, like you just see, you know, scrolling through it and it'll pop up on my Twitter feed and it'll say, white people need to shut up. So I'll replace that word and say, mm. I can't imagine an experience as a black person scrolling through my Twitter feed and Buzzfeed writes, black people need to just shut up. Like, that That is just so racist. I mean, the, and the, yeah. it's okay. 10 things white people need to stop doing. These are real articles, right? I can't imagine turning on my screen and seeing 10 things black people need to stop doing. This would never happen. And yet it's become so permissible to white America for this to happen. Like people don't even acknowledge that this is racism. They say reverse racism can't exist. You're right. It's just racism. It's not reverse. It's just racism. And, you know, to me, the fact that it's, that it's become okay is partly because of this this element of white guilt where people are just taking it white people are just taking it the bowing the washing people's i'm like honestly if you're doing it you deserve it if you're that much of an idiot that somebody has convinced you that you should be on your knees cleaning somebody's feet then you're just an idiot you know what i mean like and there's nothing that really can be done about that but i think we live in a tremendously racist society towards white people and yes there is racism towards black people there's racism towards chinese people but it is overwhelmingly at this point in society towards white people
4: yeah i i think uh and you talk about the bowing thing. I mean, that, that video of the, the, the guy going through New York telling random white people to, to get on his, their knees before him and apologize. Um, and he, that guy was just a troll. I, I think what he did was brilliant, actually. It's hilarious. And he had no trouble finding almost every white person he found would get on their knees. Um, I think anthropologists of the future are going to look at that video to try to figure... That's going to be a very important video to figure out what the hell happened to this society. But I, I, I think here's, here's the issue with... with um, you know, we call it reverse racism, or you know, I agree, rever- that, that, the phrase doesn't make any sense, yeah. racism and racism. But kids are, are indoctrinated, especially in college, into this idea that racism um, has nothing to do with, really, hating someone because of their race. Uh, racism is all about power, and you know, it's, it's something that only the powerful, the systemically powerful in society can be. Uh, and can can express and they all automatically have it like it's just if you're white then you have systemic privilege automatically and along with that you have racism it's just inherent to you um and so if you're indoctrinated into that belief then you're gonna you know you're, you're gonna think well there's nothing wrong with insulting white people I can't be racist yeah. and on top of that they're all racist uh that's what I was told in college this is literally what colleges I mean you know this, this is what colleges are literally teaching kids mm-hmm. that every white person is racist mm-hmm. And uh, it's impossible to be racist against them. And, you know, you want to talk about failures of conservatives again. The, the left, you got far left radicals took over academia, absolutely took it over, and are now indoctrinating, not just indoctrinating kids into far left beliefs, but we are paying tens of thousands of dollars to these institutions to brainwash our kids.
0: On the first day, they're shown their safe space in the school, um, and they're all required to take what's called a diversity course. And in the diver- diversity course, um, they're encouraged to go around the classroom and tell explain what they how they know that their skin color is wrong uh you know what their white privilege affords them and how they're going to try to fix it now i'm again i play that game where i switch this scenario that's what i always do in my head imagine i couldn't imagine being a black girl in school and being told to say what's wrong about my skin color and how i'm going to change it and this happens and people don't think this is racism actually they think this is this is this is diversity this is tolerance this is a good thing you're teaching somebody to think there's something fundamentally wrong with their skin we have already done this in american society this is wrong, this is racist, this should not be allowed. I asked her mother, why would you allow this to go on? And she says, well, I just, you know, we just wanna keep the peace. We worked really hard to get her in that school, obviously, to get into the private schools in New York, I don't know if this is everywhere, but you have to go in for interviews and we just don't wanna have any trouble. Well, this mm-hmm. is why, conservatives take it and leftists would never take it if the shoe was on the other foot.
4: Yeah, they wouldn't, and, but it shows you uh, the programming, you know, you have to program a kid uh, to be racist, I mean, I, I believe that. I think about that quote from Morgan Freeman, the famous quote, I think it was on uh, 60 Minutes, where he was asked, you know, how do you end racism in America? And he said, stop talking about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I, I think it's one of, the, one of the most profound things anyone has said recently about racism because if, I think the natural, especially these days, we live in a very diverse country, most diverse country that's ever existed, by far. Um, and many kids grew up like I did, you know, growing up on the East Coast, and, you know, I grew up in a school and there was black, white kids, Hispanic, a lot of, you know, we had a lot of Asian uh, kids as well. Um, and you just don't think anything of it. It's just these are just the kids that you're with and they're your friends and you, it doesn't occur to you. You notice the physical differences, but you don't you don't you don't attach any value to that or anything.
0: If you put a black person in a white neighborhood, you know, they fare better. Same for a black student. Black students fare better in classrooms with all white people than they do if they are put into classrooms with all black people. Why is that? You can't keep blaming white people. There has to be something else going on. And it's because we don't value education.
5: You know, we we just don't value it. I have to say, Candace, I get weary at the demand that is made. And again, it's codependent. And I'm not letting whites off the hook here because they encourage it and capitulate. But I get weary of the demand to lower standards. You know, the racial preferences, uh, we're getting rid of now SATs. We're getting rid of GREs in graduate school. Engineering departments are getting rid of GREs in math to be an engineer. It's, it's just extraordinary because they all have disparate impact. Any kind of academic colorblind standard, it turns out has a disparate impact on blacks negatively because of that academic skills gap. Why don't you say, I'm going to meet the damn standard? Instead, the demand is always lower the standard to let me in. Mm. Uh, and, and, And again, whites give in and they say, okay, you're right. It would be racist to expect you to have the same academic profile as whites and Asians to be admitted to this school. Therefore, we're gonna have over a standard deviation below uh, of, of SATs and GPA to let you in so that we can have our wonderful diversity. And of course, as, as you well know, that, that uh, policy of lowered standards in say college admissions produces mismatch. The blacks who were let in under those lowered standards cannot compete. As a female, wouldn't. this is not about race. It's about preferences. If MIT admits me because it decides it needs more females and I have a 650 on my math SAT out of 800 and my peers have 800, I'm going to flounder my first year. I'm going to drop out of freshman calculus. I'm not going to keep up. And I'm going to decide I'm not set out for a STEM field. Same thing with blacks when you admit them in with preferences. Now, those blacks who are admitted on the same standard do perfectly well. All, everybody should be matched to their academic skills level. But instead, nobody's saying meet the damn standard. I have a, a thought experiment. If, if blacks acted like Asians for 10 years in all things related to success, so you had parents that were obsessive about their children's academic work, attending school, not dissing the not dissing the teacher, not having your back turned, not, you know, screaming in class, taking your textbook home studying for a test, not getting involved in gangs, drugs, two-parent families. If after 10 years of that sort of Asian behavior, we still saw racial disparities. At that point, I'm going to start listening to you talking about systemic racism. Mm-hmm. But right now, the behavioral disparities are so great, and those it is those disparities which explain these ongoing gaps. And that's why I say we have to take on the myth of bias and say that there are, there are, there are cultural differences and beha- very glaring behavioral differences. If you have a 71 to 73 percent out of wedlock birth rate in the black community compared to, say, 16 percent in the Asian community. Game over. Mm -hmm. That's all you need to know. Mm. White privilege consists of this, that whites are still a third as likely to grow up in a single-parent household as blacks. If it gets up to 71% for whites, I can guarantee you we're going to see the same level of dysfunction. But right now, that is the white privilege, is that you have not just two parents, but more importantly still, at least among the elites, a culture— that expects males to develop self-control and bourgeois values to find a mate. And, and I'll just counter it's
0: not that's not white privilege, that's privilege period. It's I don't privilege. care what, what color if you come from a two parent household, exactly you know, a stable two-parent household, you are privileged. And I when people try to tell me, you know, that just the color of your skin can disadvantage you. I mean I was disadvantaged, sure, but it wasn't because of the color of my skin, it was because of decisions that my parents made. Right. You know, my mother didn't graduate high school. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? And and I didn't come from a stable two-parent household you know scenario. So signing up for student loans, not knowing what they meant, didn't ha- not having that guidance, that wasn't because of the Color of my skin, right. you know. Do you think that Malia and Sasha Obama um, are disadvantaged because of the color of their
5: skin? Apparently, right. Yes, do you, right. Do, yeah, do you think
0: right. that her, that Malia Obama and Sasha Obama grew yeah. up in the same way I grew up? And if your answer is no, then you are acknowledging that what we're talking about is not has nothing to do with with racial differences or racial disparities. Right. They are disparities, and there are privileges that are afforded, but it has nothing to do with the color of our skin. You can have the same exact privileges if you make the same same exact behavioral um, decisions, exactly. And, and and that is that is. So so important. And I just, you know, I, I beat that drum every single day. And I say all the time, I, I am not fond of what black culture has become. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's disintegrated. It disintegrates every decade. It gets worse and worse. Right. Um, I consider myself to be a black American from the 1950s, 1940s, my grandfather's right. time when they grew up. And it was about respect, values, hard work. Um, and my grandfather fared better than my father did. And he grew up in a time under Jim Crow. I mean, think about that. That's fascinating um, because black culture has shifted.
6: I've gotten in arguments of people who are trying to argue with me that I am oppressed. (laughs) So I'm here saying like, no, I'm good. Like, I'm fine. I'm not oppressed. I'm actually,
0: you are oppressed.
6: (laughs) And it leads to anger, right? It leads to anger. I mean, there was one guy, um, this was just online. This was in like some YouTube comments. I'd said, I'd said something on a, I'd commented on a video or it was one of mine or something. And, uh, they, they went into some huge tirade about, um, how, how, how can you as a black man, as a descendant of slaves, blah, blah, blah. I was like, um, I didn't descend from slaves, bro. Like, <laughs> right. cause, cause he automatically assumed I'm black American, right? right? And I was like, um, my ancestors weren't slaves, man. Like, that's not even my history. So if I'm talking, say, about the UK or about the USA with someone and someone's like, oh, the UK is a terrible country or America is a terrible country or whatever. And I'm like, what are you comparing it to? <laughs> and someone who's more, leans more left. Normally they're comparing it to a utopia that doesn't exist and has never existed. They're, like, their version but of they're the gonna per- create it. Their version of the perfect world. <laughs> Whereas I find more conservative minded people it's it's more realistic. You're comparing it to history. So what you were just saying, right, about your your grandparents, okay. So, you know, and, and myself, you know, my grandparents grew up in Nigeria and, you know, would have lived a much harder life in many ways than I have and my siblings have and everything. And you can, you know, you could go back 50, 60 years and you're like, okay, there was like some real stuff to, there was a lot of stuff to complain about at that time. And they didn't. Yeah. You
0: know, and, and or, that's,
6: or, or if they did, they did it and they got stuff done. They got like, it done. Got like, it there done. was
0: actually something they were fighting for. I don't yeah. know what we're fighting for any no. anymore, black America. No. I, gen- I, I genuinely, I, I look around and I'm like, hey guys so um, there's no more segregation we can do whatever we want um, now we're fighting for the right this is what I believe the, mm-hmm. the black American argument right now and, and now it's spreading obviously because what did you say backstage
6: oh what? when uh, when America sneezes the UK catches a cold
0: right right America. now so now it's spreading so yeah. America's sneezing and here's what's coming out um if you figure out how you're a victim whether it's because you're a woman uh, because you're a woman or because you're black uh, they want the ability to be able to not work. And have everything. Yeah, that's really what what, I, what I've been trying to get to with what the frustration is. Is I haven't done anything. Yeah, but why don't I have everything? And why does that guy who has done a whole lot mm. have things?
6: Evil capitalism. Yeah,
0: mm. and it's because of capitalism. Mm. And I'm enraged. You know what? It's because of the color of his skin. Yeah. You know what? It's because he's a man. You know what? It's because he's straight. And I'm just like. Stop. <laughs> Please stop. Please stop.
6: Please stop. Stop and
0: get to work. Yeah. Please stop and get to work. If yeah. granddaddy could do it, if my granddaddy could do it, anybody can do it. You know what yeah. I mean in, in America. I really do believe that.
6: The problems are are pretty obvious, okay? And they're not certainly these days, they're not coming from any sort of direct oppression or the white man like you you if loads of young black men are killing loads of other young black men, in America,
0: how is it white people's that, fault?
6: Yeah, you're not going to convince me that that's the fault of they anybody but themselves. Yeah, exactly. I know, I know, it. I know. People try it, yeah. and I find it incredible as well. You know, you've got movements like Black Lives Matter and whatnot, where so much of the focus is on, say, police. Um, is is on, say on the police? Okay, what's the number of black people killed by the police in the USA or the UK compared to the number killed by other? black people
0: oh well i can tell okay. you 98 percent of black people are killed by other black people Ex- okay. you have a higher chance of getting struck by lightning than you do of being killed unarmed by a police officer there, as a black there, person
6: there we go okay and we we can say this because we've got black privilege right? right but if someone who were not of our race were to point that out then i don't want to yeah the i don't want to know i don't know i don't know what their, what their thing would be it's kind of painful because i'm like i do want this thing to be resolved like nothing and I also want it to than... be
0: not true right yeah, well, I, don't, yeah, don't, exactly. I don't want it to be true no, that no, no. you know but, blacks are murdering each other faster than anybody no. else could and I say the most unsafe place for a black person isn't on the streets or in front of a white police officer it's in his mother's womb it might make you uncomfortable holding up the mirror but we're, it, the only way we're going to fix the community is if we actually talk about what the issues are and the yeah. issue is not the white man the issue no. is the fact that you guys will have a full conversation you will have a two-year conversation about Charlottesville mm. and you will not talk about what's happened on no. the streets of Chicago the streets no. of Baltimore Baltimore, the fact that there isn't a single, uh, they couldn't find a single black child across five schools in Baltimore that was efficient in reading or writing. Illiteracy rates, what it means to be illiterate. Yeah. How about that being something that we took away from slavery? Why the masters didn't want us to be able to read? Yeah. We aren't educated, which makes it very easy for the media to manipulate us. And it's that ignorance of thinking that you can't have a factual based conversation depending on where you live, where yeah, you reside, the color of your skin or your gender or your sex. If you systematically were somehow able to remove every Every single racist thought, racist idea, racist person from America, Mm -hmm. the problems in black America would be the exact same. There would be no progress and we would still actually be digressing as a community and as a whole. Mm -hmm. And But that's not something that makes people comfortable. And here's this, and I'll say this, it's the most controversial thing that I've said behind closed doors. (laughs) If you are in fact a white supremacist living in America today, the best thing you can do is sit back and enjoy the show. Yikes. Sit back and enjoy the show because mm-hmm. well, why go kill a black person when you know that at faster rates, black people are killing black people, right? Why go advocate, uh, even speak to the black community about the population when you know that we're aborting our children at a faster rate? Sit back and enjoy the show. because mm-hmm. well, Why do anything in the public school system when you know that right now literacy rates are dropping within the black community nobody's talking about it? Do nothing if yeah. you are a white supremacist in America. And that is a very sad, hard truth to hit at that I'm going to get in trouble for because you know why? It's true. And people don't like truths because truths don't always feel good.
6: Nope. That was powerful.
0: Thank you guys for watching the latest episode of The Candace Owen Show. I hope you guys enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. As many of you guys already know, PragerU is a 501c3 nonprofit organization, which means we need your help to keep all of our content free to the public. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation today. I would really appreciate your support.